Justin Bieber album. It's called Love By You. It's got a good summer vibe, man. This could be the summer song of 2021. Let me think about that for a second. Summer song, eh? I mean, I would pick no. it as a single. I totally would. If I yeah. was Bieber, as yeah. agent or whatever, I'd be like, yo, this is the one you put out May, you know, late May. This going on at the nighttime in the club. Yeah. Sweaty in there. Patio, dark. Yeah, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I like it, Bundus. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I like this song, too. I, I don't know if I could see it as being the song of the summer, but a good summer song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It's got a great hook. What you, what we would need to have happen is that song would have to get officially released as a single and everyone uh, playing it like by early May at the latest. Unless you're Drake. <laughs> and then people, it doesn't matter what you put out, whether it's a single or not. It goes right to number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, it is the Take Two podcast because it's a Friday as we record this and Bundus is in charge of selecting breaks. By the way, I had a request that uh, and I don't know if you've uh, included it or you're going to include it, but you, you need to. It um, the uh, one where we found the guy who sent me the YouTube video. I, I was the first one I was going to mention. Oh, is it okay? We found doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bundes vocal doppelganger. Somebody sounds exactly like Bundes. Uh, it's surprisingly in a shop vac YouTube video. <laughs> one of our listeners found Tony and he sent it to us. It's like this, you got to listen to this. Sounds like Bundes, and mm-hmm. then. We, you can decide for yourself. But he's on to something. He's on to something. <laughs> yeah, definitely going to put that one in for sure. Um, also, Wendy Williams had a very unfortunate uh, <laughs> accident on her show. Oh, my God. So embarrassing for her. So I think we'll add that audio in here and let you guys let you guys hear that. Yeah. Um... Anything else? Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Is that as far as you got? (laughs) It's like the teacher asking the kid who's doing the book report, okay, and what happened in chapter 12? Ooh, (laughs) this thing was really mean. Um, Why don't we... First sexual experience, First sexual experience is good. I'll throw that one in there. And also... um, emojis, sending emojis oh in your emails God. at work. Yes. Uh, more, you were telling us a story about is that proper etiquette? And then uh, Mr. Tucker revealed he did something that we had a good laugh about. The T bird uh, may have crossed a line with an emoji <laughs> I sent to the big, big boss. <laughs> According to you guys, you say I did. Yeah. I stand by it. I'm going to double down on that oh, yeah. decision. Send him another one today, yeah. please. Run off the end of the earth just to see Lots to you listen to. Always appreciate you yeah, yeah, take the time to dive into our podcast. So. We do. Much love. How about this summer song, baby? Yeah, I know. It's growing on me. That's such a good hook. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Guys, I'm trying to end our part of the podcast. So <laughs> okay, okay, okay. His. And you keep talking. Yapping all right, away. All right, T-Bird. Literally, it's the only thing we need to finish in order to start our weekend. And you guys are like, oh, this part here is really good. One more thing. And then I'm just like, one more thing no, I have to no say. more things. I have one more thing. Yeah. Somebody texted us and said we should change the name of the show to T-Bird, Baby Back, and Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that on our radio show, uh, but I thought I'd say it here. So, good idea. No, it's not and jizz. It's got to be and the jizz. <laughs> the jizz. And the jizz. It's like T-Bird and Baby Back. Baby Back. And the jizz. And the jizz. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That was Ed who sent me that. Very funny, Ed. If you have no idea what we're talking about, it's because you haven't been listening to all the podcast. Come on, man. We addressed it earlier this week. Anyway, can we uh, say uh We can say goodbye right, peace, peace. Okay, let's get into all that other stuff right now. Got a direct message on Instagram from Tony. He says, a big fan of the podcast. I was watching a YouTube video and immediately noticed something about this guy. He sounds just like Bundus. Really? Bundus has got a vocal doppelganger out there, apparently. Wow. You tell me if you agree. Does this video sound anything like our producer, Professor Bundus? My tummy hurts. <laughs> Everything. Uh, That'll do it all right. Uh, <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping it'd be something like that. My tummy hurts. Yeah, I'm going to meet up with the Friday night lady friend lady <laughs> in my Corvette. <laughs> Ever once sounded like that. Like, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, you don't no, this sound is like it. that. This is it for real. Okay, now. here okay, we go. This here is we... the video. Okay. He swears. Sounds exactly like Bundus. Hey, cool, girly mags. No way. It's Buffy's own Sarah Michelle Gillard. Not so I'm kidding. That's not it. Oh, That's yeah. not it. I, uh, Come on, Tucker. I, I literally <laughs> was just like searching for videos with people with the most annoying voices. Uh, okay, are you gonna play us the no, real? This is, it. Okay. This, is it. this is a video. It's a guy. Apparently, sounds just like Bundes. Okay. What are you trying to do, you wacko blade? <laughs> All right. He's having too much fun with this. Clearly, this is okay. Are you gonna play it for I real? I am gonna though? play it for real. The video is about like shop vacs. So this guy was just probably like researching what? something. Maybe he's into woodworking. I don't know. <laughs> Tony, what you're up to. Okay. Here it is. Okay. So I'm going to change the camera angle real quick to make this visible. I'm going to grab a fan yeah. unplug it, of course, and then take the protective screen off. Um, that means you probably shouldn't do this. Whoa! I'm then going to grab some string, tie a piece to one of the blades, and tie some washers to the end of that. So now that I think everything's that. put together right, I'm going to recheck my knots because I don't want anything flying across my yes. shop. That sounds a lot like fun. It's there, right? Yeah. When Spencer it, when just texted us yeah. from the USA. Yeah. He says, yup. That sounds like Bundes. That actually does. I I would agree. Exactly like Bundes. My tummy hurts. <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> Steve says, yeah, sounds exactly like Bundes. Yeah, vocal doppelganger. Yeah. So weird. Wait. 
Now, I don't want to get too sciencey on you and get into Newton's second law of motion and how Whoa. forces you know, directly <laughs> forces. Is that you, Bundes? Wait a second. Maybe it is Bundes. Are you making shop vac YouTube videos? <laughs> oh, man. Hold on a second. Now, I don't want to get too sciencey on you and get into Newton's second law of motion and how force is uh, directly proportional to mass and acceleration, and that's just too much. So let's just look at it like this. It's spinning, and that force, that centrifugal force, is pulling those washers outward in every direction as the motor spins. So because this force pulls everything away... I mean, it's uncanny, is it not? It, I mean, it's pretty good. I like Bundes' voice better than that guy's voice. Like, I think Bundes has a better yeah. tone, if you ask me to rate them. He, he sounds like he sounds like me, but with like a slight stuffy nose, I think. You, know? you like, think? If Just I, a little if I bit. talk like this, Newton's second law of motion is... I'm, 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 here for, I'm glad we found this guy, though. If, if things ever go sour with Bundes, we can just replace him and no with one will even know. Guy. Shop that guy. Come <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, here's the deal. You just got to pretend you know a little bit about a lot of things. And, uh, you know, talk about your Friday night lady friend. People won't even know the difference. Yeah, stop bringing up the shop vac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I feel bad for laughing at this. What? But Wendy Williams did something kind of funny on her TV show. You listen to this, and you tell me if it sounds like Wendy Williams may have Farted and burped at the same time what? while hosting her TV show. I, it, it might be, it might be hard to hear. It might this be hard to hear. I wish I could play the video, but it's radio. It's just the audio. Listen very carefully. It might be hard to hear, so turn up your radio. Oh, by the way, she's talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West being okay. split up. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but you know. Just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Very subtle. Let's back it up. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but, you know, just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Can we slow it down? Can yeah. we slow it down? Uh, I, I have a feeling that yeah. the fart doesn't exist. The no, burp, 100%. I heard the fart on that second finger. <laughs> no, come on. Come on, come on. Slow it down. Just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that's a... I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> You think this is like a football game? I got access to all kinds of instant replay options. Yeah, 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 all right, yeah. let's take a look at that from another angle. Another angle. She's not lonely. <laughs> okay. I apologize. I apologize. That instant replay, I think, does prove it. Does it? Bondage. It's a matter of time. Yeah, She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. It's a little squeaker. Do you think the fart uh, came off the top or did it trail no, no, the bird? It was after. It was, it was yes. just like a, her body was just filled with air. <laughs> and it was just all of a sudden it was leaking from every, uh, you know, every, every air way it could. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? But the thing is, we all do it. And yet we're all just sitting here going, oh, just a matter of time. She's you know? not low. Oh, let's listen to that in slow motion, <laughs> shall we, Mara? She's not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, but it's hasn't different. And farted at the same time. I don't think I've burped and farted at the same time. Oh, you probably, oh, you have. probably have. I don't think so. 
I, I can't remember a moment. But if you did, it would just be your body doing what your body does, which is every now and then it fills up. It's got to, you know. Release. It's got to release. That is funny. Oh, my. But the thing that's crazy about it yeah. is she did it on, like, national television. Yeah. I would have thought that her show would be pre-recorded, but maybe it isn't. I mean, because otherwise, wouldn't she just be like, oh, hang on, roll it back, let's yeah, start yeah. over. Take two. Yeah. Must be live. Must be like Wendy Williams live. So what has she commented on it? <laughs> uh, this is what she had to say about the incident. She has commented. Uh, let's okay. see here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, thanks oh, for boy. the slow-mo replay. That did help a lot. She's not lonely. <laughs> Poor Wendy Williams. Oh, that sucks for her. Do you hesitate to use emojis at work? I do, and I think it's probably because a lot of studies have come out saying it looks very unprofessional when you use an emoji. It's, it's so funny. I just sent the head of uh, FM radio an emoji. I know. It's funny. I, I, I literally wanted to bring that up to you. Do you know what yeah. I'm... So yesterday, we get a, a, an email from the head of our company uh, in radio saying that he was listening to our show and he found a few moments funny that he brought up to us. Tucker sends <laughs> <laughs> the heart emoji. I, was just, I said, I Bro, said, come on. I did, I, the I, heart emoji <laughs> in an email? Yeah, in I an did. email. I'm like, what is he your just, problem? He just paid us this great compliment. The guy's in charge of every FM radio station across the country. <laughs> We have a good relationship. It was, you know, he was the one who brought us here. And uh, so we, we have a good relationship with him. And I just said, thanks, Brad. And I could put the heart, heart emoji no, in no, there. No. I saw that email. I was like, ooh, heart emoji. <laughs> Thumbs up. I love the guy. What am I going to tell High you? High 10 might have been more appropriate. You know what would have been the probably the right move what? is to go blue heart instead of red heart. <laughs> I should have done the blue heart emoji. Uh, it was it was interesting. Some bro love, but I look. I love the guy. I, don't I know what to tell I you. I went with thanks, Brad. Explanation mark. That uh, sounds. You know what that sounds like. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> thanks, Brad. Brad, thank you. Explanation mark in thank there. Thank you so much, it's like, Brad. Calm down. <laughs> Me, it's like. Thanks, Brad. Heart emoji. <laughs> so funny you just said that email last night. I know. But I bring this up. Okay. I bring this up because was that the wrong thing to do? There's literally a study out today about this. Three out of four of us are using emojis at work now, even though past studies have said it looks really unprofessional. The top four, three, uh, the top reasons we use them is to give our message the right tone. Uh, to express our emotions virtually. Is that what you were doing last night? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and to make work seem less formal, to be more, you know, chill about the whole thing. That's how I roll. Plus, it's a quicker way to respond to a message. Sometimes you can just send the thumbs up. Up, oh, yep, yeah, thumbs up, I'm done. But even if we're all using them, are they unprofessional? 60% of people, so the majority say, yes, they are. So there you go. Probably not the right idea to use the emoji in that case, Tucker. Just saying. I don't care. <laughs> I roll. I, be, I roll to a different. Uh, you wear your heart on your sleeve. I mean, his emails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, otherwise, you would have been, thanks, Brad. <laughs> you know what you say? You What's say, wrong with thanks, Brad? Really appreciate the kind words. Have a great night. Very professional to the point. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Or thanks, Brad. <laughs> 
heart. Ding. <laughs> what time of day is your car most likely to get stolen? Police just found 73 stolen vehicles worth $4.5 million. They found them sitting on shipping containers set to be shipped overseas. How did this operation run? So what they would do is they scout cars in the early evening. They drive around neighborhoods and they start picking out cars. Okay. Okay. Then they return in the wee hours of the morning. And force entry into the car. And then at that point, they would reprogram the car's computer to recognize a brand new fob. Total time to take to steal one vehicle, under five minutes. They focused on uh, Lexuses, Toyota, Honda sports utility vehicles. Then they would drive them directly to the Port of Montreal or right down to the waterfront in Toronto to be transported to Montreal. This is uh, just like Grand Theft Auto, right? Is that what happens in Grand Theft Auto? I mean, there's missions where you have to go steal cars and bring them down to the port and drive them into a container. That is very true. I was also going to say it reminds me of a a great movie by our friend Nicolas Cage called Gone in 60 Seconds. (laughs) It sounds exactly like that. Really? To be fair, it would be gone in 350 seconds, according to Morris' story. (laughs) You know, if we want to be factually accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But isn't that interesting? Like, as soon as they get it, they drive right down to the port. And think about all of the cars they would have stolen. Like, (gasps) Can we just pause? You're not impressed with how I did the math so quickly on that? I am a little impressed, but I glossed over it. I mean, I did five minutes, (laughs) and I times it by 60. 60 times five. five. Six times five is 35. 35. At a 350. zero, 350. That's like amazing. Like, you guys, it didn't even phase you uh, that I was able to do that I, calculation. I noticed it, and then I moved on. <laughs> Hold on a second. I just got a text from Gabe. He says 60 times 5 is 300 seconds. Of course it is. <laughs> I was testing you guys. Uh, I don't think Thank you, you were. Gabe. Gabe, you just, <laughs> you nailed it. Of course it's 300 seconds. Give me a break. In fact, there's a movie called 300. Pretty sure it's about stealing cars. Wasn't that the sequel to Gone in 60? Uh, um, no, I think that was about the Battle of Thermopylae, Tucker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure 300, the movie, is about... Stealing cars? Look it up! Okay. Okay. Thanks for those text messages. But yeah, I mean, if they have this new way of stealing vehicles, you're just... I mean, what it, What can you do? You're gonna, we're going to have to all buy the club again. <laughs> Remember that thing? All right, I'm just going to park my car here. Now I'm going to put this metal device and you're retract so it. right. The club is the answer. But if they can reprogram a car, do you think they can handle the club? Well, they would have different to... Different set, set of skills there, Mark. Yeah. Different set of skills. Now we're talking like angle grinders and cutters and, you know, stuff like that. And now you, all of a sudden you're making a big scene in the driveway. I mean, if you got to sit in there for five minutes as it is, that would be stressful. But now you pull out the... You know, trying to get through the club. So right. the, the way you would do it is you would pop the wheel off and you would come with a spare steering wheel that you could easily fast on. Oh, the car. yeah. Bundus! Depending on the car, that you'd have to you have to know how to pop it off. You'd have to have the right tools to pop Bundus it off. Bundus has stolen a car. I'm convinced now. You've stolen a car. A boost cars, man. That Corvette? A boost it. Belonged to somebody else. But then 60 seconds later, Bundus had it. And then now that's how he can afford one. I always wondered. I was like, he has a Corvette? How did he pull that off? Yeah. Stolen. I pulled a Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. 
Spring Breakers are finally back, guys. They were about to s- descend on Florida. As soon as I saw this story, I'm like, I wonder if Sluder and the gang are Sluder! back this year. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. With the bars being closed, you know, we'll find alternatives. Unfortunately, it does suck. Like the bars and restaurants are closed, but we'll find ways out for them. Yeah, Sluder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget how we knew his name was Sluder. Well, because he came out and apologized after <laughs> that clip went viral. He felt a little bad because, of course, coronavirus was still pretty new, and he didn't really understand the full gravity of the situation. That but. was a clip from literally a year ago, right when the pandemic yeah. was hitting. Sluder and the gang were heading to Miami, pandemic or no pandemic. If I get corona, I get corona. <laughs> Now he he wasn't all he was he was one of my favorites, but this guy was I think right up there as well. It's the dude who thought he was making sense, but was really not making any sense at all. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for. We're just gonna do what happens when it happens. When stuff closes, we're gonna do when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. We're just trying to make with what we have right now. You know, like he probably finished that interview and just thought to himself, "Nailed it!" Like he just <laughs> thought he expressed himself perfectly in that moment. Because he was probably trashed mm. when he did that interview. Yes. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for We're just going to do what happens when it happens. <laughs> I love him. Oh, yeah. So the state of Florida is wide open this year. No masks required. Are, right? Flights are cheap. Uh, many of us have been cooped up for an entire year, so we're unleashing a year's worth of partying for spring break in Florida. Already large crowds over the weekend. Miami Beach police arrested a hundred partiers and pepper sprayed unruly spring breakers. The mayor of Miami Beach says, I'm definitely not the mayor in Jaws, but uh, I don't want my city to be a super spreader. But he's just, I kind of helpless because everybody's flooding to miami uh besides that we're just trying to have the best chip we can we're just trying to make with what we have right now it's gonna make what with what we have have fun sluder when should you be worried about your pornography habit what are the red flags here you know what'd be a red flag if you're on a city bus and you feel the need to look at pornography. Oh, my God. You, you hear, hear those, those stories? Yeah, you're, you're like, like what are you what? doing? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you still are watching the movies after you finish the task at hand. Well, I don't know about that. that. that I mean, I mean, it is an art form. And sometimes you want to know how the story ends. You always know how it ends. How it starts is usually the most compelling part. Isn't it nice to see the credits roll and know maybe you used to know somebody uh, who worked in that industry and you want to see if they had a part in the film. I can honestly say I've never once seen the credits in my life. Most of the videos that I've seen don't even have credits. Well, that must suck for the people who are behind the camera. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. really. Yeah, I'm sure. Porn traffic has increased big time during lockdown, okay? Apparently, only about 5% of porn users have a habit that starts to interfere with their day-to-day lives. And those people that you're talking about on a bus or on the subway that are watching, that's interfering with your day-to-day life. Yeah, or if it's affecting your relationship, like you'd rather be alone than with somebody else that you're committed to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be a problem. The good news is, is that it's porn use is supposed to return to pre-COVID levels once the lockdown is lifted. But let's get into the red flags. And you've already raised one of them. You don't need to worry if you're having good, regular sex with your partner. But if you start finding that sex is unappealing after watching pornography... Or that your sex is decreased or stopped, but your porn habit hasn't, then we got a problem that we got to look at. You know, the study I was reading too says if you're uh, in a situation where your partner is watching pornography and you're like, wow, I don't look at anything like these people in this movie. Is this person even attracted to me? That you don't necessarily have to feel that way because it's not like... The person who is fantasizing in this moment about that person is fantasizing about spending the rest of their life with that person. Yeah, I'm not on my iPad going, I'd like to make that woman dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Not that you can't. I'd like to divide up some household chores (laughs) with that woman right there. Yeah. I'd like to see that woman teach my kid trigonometry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is a common fear, though, from the other side. You're like, wow, I'd look nothing like that person. You know what would be great? (laughs) Is if that woman put the groceries away when I came back with them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. It needs to be said. If you've ever used VR goggles for self-pleasure... And you're blown away by how the experience is. Wait till you hear what the next step with this kind of equipment is going to be. Is it going to make you look even more ridiculous? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to look. You don't want somebody walking in oh, yeah. on you when you're experimenting with this technology. But let's imagine for a second you have a long distance relationship. Borders are closed. It's the pandemic. Yeah. And you can't see your partner. So you dabble in modern day cyber sex, which has changed a lot, it is now a multi-sensory experience, which allows people to enjoy intimate moments together when they're not in the same place. So it's a combination of those VR goggles. Yeah. Adult toys that can be controlled from anywhere. Yeah. With handheld sensors. Oh. Okay, so then you've got the experience of smell. Delivered through a collar uh, that you're wearing around your neck. I don't like that idea. <laughs> Perhaps your wife wears a beautiful perfume. And yeah, but I don't need to wear like a, a device around my neck. Well, I mean, I can spray that in the air if I want. I'll just buy an extra <laughs> bottle. Thanks. There's even stimulators positioned over certain areas of your body that your wife would be able to control in a different country that can get you all fired up. Now, the people that are making this gear say, we're happy to allow technology in many other aspects of our life, like health or finance. Why not in the bedroom?
my biggest concern would be just like the shame I would feel <laughs> having all this tech like around my neck yeah. and on my hands. And then like, you know, you do your thing and then you take it off and you look at yourself and you're like, did I really just do that? What happened to good old fashioned phone sex too, you know? Right? <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. You're going to need an equipment bag <laughs> gonna, that you air out in the storage room right beside your hockey bag. You Don't know, grab the wa- wrong bag. Yeah, the wrong bag. Show up to the arena. You're like, oh, whoops, wrong hockey bag. <laughs> Got to go back home. Be right back, guys. <gasps> Plus, you probably always need a software update. You probably are just getting ready to do your thing. You're like, okay, honey, I know you're in Germany right now, but I'm just wiring everything in. Okay, Wi-Fi connection's good. What, a software update? 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Happens every time I want to play PlayStation Call of Duty Warzone with my buddies. I haven't touched the machine in two weeks. I turn it on. Everyone's like, all right, you guys getting on? I'm like, yeah, getting on. Bum, bum, ba Update necessary. Oh my God, I hate that. Yeah. If you ran into the person you had your first real consensual sexual experience with, or if a documentary crew ran into them and asked them about the experience, what do you think they would say? (laughs) What would be the review? Reason why I bring this up, Soleil Moon Fry, who plays Punky Brewster. Yeah. She's got a new documentary called Kid 90, and it's about her her life as a teenager in the 90s. Okay. And uh, in it, she discusses her first sexual, consensual experience. Yeah. And it was with Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. She was 18 years old at the time. Uh Uh-huh. Charlie Sheen was 29. And this is, you got to remember, this is like pre-winning Charlie Sheen. Like, this was just like... You know, a little more balanced, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen was, you know, people had posters of him up. He's an A-lister. Yeah, he was like a heartthrob. Anyway, it was 1994. She was 18 at the time. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, you know, she was reading her diary Mm -hmm. where she had the entry from that experience in there. Wow. And she wrote, it was very sweet and he'd been really kind to me and treated me really beautifully. She'd had a crush on him for years. Like, you know, like everybody well, did didn't? in that yeah, era. Sure. Right? And she said that for all these years afterwards, in some of the most pivotal moments in her life, Charlie would check in with her and lend his support. Wow. And that he was just a lovely man. Oh, my God. He responded just recently because the story kind of, you know, ended up in the news. Uh-huh. And he was just like, oh, you know, she was sweet and she's a good egg, he said. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what would happen if somebody interviewed the person that I had my first <laughs> sexual experience with, what Ooh. they would say about the incident. Yeah, and I bet you it wouldn't be that nice. <laughs> uh, do you still check in with that person? And I saw her like maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but not since then. So it didn't come up when you ran into her no. 10 years ago. You just like, oh, hey, how are you? But if someone were to interview her, she would probably be like, oh, it was really awkward. Uh, at one point, I could feel Tucker's body filling with gas. <laughs> like his stomach became bloated. It was like a balloon. It started making these weird noises. He's kind of like a puffer fish that way, where he just like... <laughs> he expands. Stress and oh. uh, anxiety lead to gassy uh, discomfort. Were and then- you gassy that first? Time? Every time I've had like oh any kind God. of like 
This poor you know, guy. first experience that was out of the ordinary. My body doesn't behave the way I'd like it to. <laughs> oh, wow. Bundes, you think that, uh, you know, if you ran into the woman who uh, deflowered you, <laughs> that you would have good things to say about the experience? It was so short, there's nothing to say. Yeah. yeah. The guy that I had my first experience with, yeah, I think he'd have some very nice things to say, guys, because... After the experience, he did a sketch of me. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> he did, he did! Really? He was an artist! Like Titanic? And he sketched me! He sketched me! He drew a picture of me! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! Did and you I had keep it, the picture? I had it hanging on my res room wall for the entire year. Do you still have that picture? No, you know me. I tossed it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was good. Oh, that and would be something I would keep. I would pay to see that picture. Would, I would you? Pay, yeah, I would buy that picture if it was for sale in an auction. <laughs> just to have it. We put it in the studio. <laughs> that would be, be awkward so to look at. That would be funny, though, to see that. <laughs> I'd love to see the picture that somebody would sketch of me after that experience. I'd look like... Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) With the hands beside the cheeks and everything. Maybe if you're going through a divorce, you could just blame your DNA and say, you know, it's not me. It's my DNA. That's why this marriage is not working. A new study found that there actually is a gene that is connected to marital satisfaction. And, you know, marital satisfaction tends to be high off the top and then start to drop. So they did this study with newlyweds. Does your genetic predisposition make marriage less likely to work? Psychologists say they have found a link between a certain gene. If you've got this gene, you're way more likely to be happy as a newlywed. Having this gene variation is associated with increased levels of gratitude, increased levels of trust, of forgiveness, of marriage satisfaction. So if you don't have it, Bundus. maybe it's not really your fault. That's Bundus. I got the gene. No, you don't, you have, don't, it. You don't have the gene. Yeah, like you're if missing you have, the gene. If you have this gene, you're more likely to be happy in your marriage. If you don't have it, then you maybe struggle with trust issues and forgiveness. Definitely, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. It's not your fault, not Bundus. fault, That's why I often feel like people feel like there's something wrong with them if they don't want to get yeah. married. There's something wrong with me. No, I, no, you just have to honor who you are and maybe you're not feeling it right now. Bundus. It's not your fault, pal. It's not your fault. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, seriously, look at me. Yeah. It's not your fault. Thanks, Tucker. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. No, really, Obviously. look at me. Look at me. It's not your fault. Okay. It's starting to get awkward. Yeah. Give me a hug. Virtual. Virtual hug. <laughs> also, uh, Friday Night Lady friend, it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. He's missing the gene. Yeah. Well, and is there any that... way of like implanting that gene? Can you <laughs> take it like from me, who's been married forever, and give it to and somebody give it to else, Bundus, just to borrow for a while? Maybe in the future. Maybe that's like a future thing like we a can gene do. Gene therapy kind but of that's thing. That's why you should never put people in a corner too and give them ultimatums. Like, 
Yeah, it may not be their fault. It might, they literally might not be predisposed for that kind of relationship. It's something to think about. Hey, how's that sex life? Hmm? How's your sex life? Doing pretty good, actually. Let's do Thanks a little, for asking. We're doing a little check-in here, folks. Oh, you want to do a check-in? Okay. You know, for most people, year in lockdown, the sex life is looking a little dull these days. A little repetitive, a little same old, same old. I've got three expert-approved ways to ignite that burning flame that may have blown out recently. Number one. Bring it on. Reminisce about a sexy date or how you met it can bring back fire into your sex life Mm. reminisce about something that you guys tried that you really like next thing you know you're trying it again hey baby (laughs) remember when you put on that uh, clown costume with that red nose that was so hot exactly anything goes okay number two you're not going to like this at first, both of you guys. Oh, yeah, Ban sex for a period of time. <laughs> no sex. Oh, baby. <laughs> this operation is closed down. It closed you down. You're not getting any of this. You know why? Because you build sexual excitement and anticipation for uh, when you guys yeah. have... Building anticipation. Bunda should know this is key to pleasure. It has to do with the dopamine release. So if you know, I mean, listen, Bundus is the king of scheduling sex. We know what he does on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand the, the the principle of what you're trying to accomplish, but you're you're already in a rut and probably most likely you've been resorting to porn at the same time. So you're 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 not going to like fee, like reignite that fire when you're doing that. You have to give it all up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. would agree. I would agree. A hundred percent. You have to. He's the professor. <laughs> Schooling us right Schooling now. Schooling us. Yeah, no, I'm not saying go get it somewhere else. <laughs> Start looking at Pornhub and stuff. No. Okay. I'm saying restrain yourself and schedule sex. Like, you know what? Zero sex until Friday or Saturday. Make a date for it. Okay, what else you got for I us? got one more. Yeah, one more? One more. If you're working out at home, like you're doing your workout at home, do it together. Partner exercises, build a physical connection, it's okay? A terrible idea. Es- awful. Awful idea. <laughs> especially yeah. if those exercises require you to climb on top of or collaborate in some sort of way. Uh, can you pass me those five pounders over there? <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do? A little shoulder work? No, no. Those are that's what I do curls with. Five pounders. Yeah, and, that's and it? then you know I'll help you with your form, touching yeah. your back a little bit. Next thing you know, next thing you know, it's like wow, he's really weak. You want the seven pounds? No, he needs the five pounds. He can't even get the. I, he's done eight reps. He can't even lift the five pounds up anymore over his shoulders. That's it. How embarrassing! That's all he has in him. <laughs> Why is he sweating so much? He hasn't even started. They suggest yoga and stretches. <laughs> yeah. So try that, okay? Oh, I bet they do. You're mm. welcome! Thank you, Mora. This is going to be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I come up with that idea? Yeah. My packages have been stolen before. 
This man from Toronto, who's been dealing with porch pirates for years, has invented a way to prevent package theft for good. Please tell me it involves electric shocks. <laughs> no, no, there's no like punishment for the porch no, pirates. They don't like lose control of their bodily functions <laughs> on your front set. <laughs> No, but then, no, of course, no. you'd have to clean that up, and that would be awful. And then they might be able yeah. to, like, uh, sue, sue you, potentially. No. He's created uh, a smart bench with secure storage. It's a bit more boring than your idea, but it's a bench. You've got it on your front porch or you outside. You sit on it, and then it launches you in the air, <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Yeah. You're 30 feet in the air, and then you come down, and it's like... <laughs> There go your legs, broken, <laughs> shattered, no. spine, forget about no, it. No. You're never going to walk again. You can sit on the bench. I you mean, can that's, sit on it. That's the point of it is oh. it's supposed to be extra seating on your front stoop or outside on your but front there, area. But there's a hole, right? And, and a then, black mamba comes out of the <laughs> hole and boom, you're dead. Yeah. One when, bite. When the lid flips open, there's like a fire pit underneath. Yes. You fall in, lid closes, you're incinerated. That's right. <laughs> No, no, it's just a box with a lid and a lock on the top and and instructions that you send your delivery person so they know how to open the lock box and leave the package inside. It's kind of like a jumbo locker in a sense. And you also have those instructions, not the keypad, obviously, because it comes with a key code. You have those instructions on your door like, oh, check the delivery instructions. There should be a keypad code. And then the delivery person's like, and oh, then Maura, yes. Maura, you put in the wrong code. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> little knives shoot out from the side of the wall right into your back. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's it. it yeah. you, you, you're dead. No. No, there's no punishment that, that, here. Oh, man. It's just a it bench like with a, a lock. It's just a lock. But it's brilliant. And this guy now, after sending prototypes out there and people yeah. are using it and seeing what they like and what they don't like, He's trying to develop an app now so that you can control it with your app and unlock it for certain people, maybe other people. You remember Julia Roberts in uh, Pretty Woman when the box opened and Richard Gere slammed it down on her hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you could do for your porch pirates. They yeah. think they have it open, slams down right on their hand. Yeah, and then, by the way, that hand is taken clean right off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> like that. Gone. Right. <laughs> You know what sucks? When uh, you do some, like, tests and stuff for a doctor and everything doesn't come back normal and you're like, oh, God, what's going on now? What happened? It's not like a like a huge deal or anything, but I guess uh, the effects of the pandemic are starting to show itself within my body. More particular, uh, the alcohol consumption <laughs> through the global pandemic <laughs> is starting to show its effects in oh, my body. Oh, no. I mean... How so? Well... Um, I had some blood work done, and uh, a couple areas were a bit high. Yeah, there's a there's something called ferritin that they check, mm-hmm. and it was a little elevated. And then they wanted to do some more testing because within my family, I have uh, a cousin who has something called hemochromatosis, which is a disease mm-hmm. that uh, where your body holds on to too much iron, okay. and it can be hard on your different organs. So because of that connection. They wanted to dive a little deeper with this elevated ferritin. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to check my liver function. 
And in the process of doing that, Uh-oh. they pretty much ruled out the disease, hemochromatosis, but they did discover that my liver's working pretty hard these days. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Did you have to do the you old know, uh, uh, how many glasses of alcohol you have in per week, and then yeah. you always like oh, dumb yeah. it down a bit? But no, like, no, no. I don't do that. You always do. Why would you do that? Because you don't want to tell the doctor the <laughs> truth. Because <laughs> he'll judge you. you don't, <laughs> hey, you don't lie to the doctor because when you lie to the doctor they don't have all the information they need to help you okay so you were straight up what do you think she said to me when i told her how much i drink which is by the way i guessed around like 17 to 20 drinks a week in and around there i'm gonna guess that she told you to pull it back a bit or do you think she said stop completely completely yeah well, maybe she said stop completely so they can really see if that's what yeah. the problem is. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you on a cleanse? No, thank God. <laughs> no, no. I was worried. I was like, oh, what's life going to be like without alcohol at all? Uh-huh. And I know lots of people have to do it, whether they have like, you know, a drinking problem or other health related issues. Yep. Uh, no, she said like cut back. It's on the high side of normal. Okay. But okay, yeah, it sucks when you just start seeing that stuff and you're like, okay, so if I don't, I'm just gonna start to cause permanent damage, maybe, and that's a possibility, right? I uh, I quit drinking for two years, maybe it was even longer than two years because I was pregnant and then I was breastfeeding. And I'll tell you, man, I never felt more healthy in my whole life. You know what, Maura? We don't want to hear that. I'm sure it's true. Come I'm on. sure it's true. No, yeah. I just like, I never felt better. It's all I have during the pandemic. Just <laughs> having a drink oh here and there. I so. get it. I get it. It's very, that's all any of us have during the pandemic, yeah. right? We talked to Aaron, who listens to the show regularly, who's kind of an addiction expert. He's been down that road before of drug and yeah. alcohol addiction. And he said, like, he has so many friends from that past life he used to have who are just, during the pandemic, it has just been a huge excuse to drink more do or do more, more. drugs. Yeah. We're getting a lot of texts right now. Steve says, too much, Tucker. I'm in the same boat. Elevated liver enzymes. Yeah, Evan says, it. sugar's a huge problem for me. Oh, so he's yeah. cutting back on sugar as of today. Yeah. There you God. go. A lot of people. A lot of people. Sucks. Are- <laughs> Why can't our bodies be better at handling this, man? <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.